Jonathan, do you want to open up a cum company or not? Yes, you should start recording. I've started recording again. I'm the only one who's recorded the conversation about a cum company. Now I'm the one who's going to look like I've gone wrong. People are going to be like, well, what are they talking about? Fucking cum company. They've lost the plot at last. I mean, we all knew that, it, you know, there was an unraveling process. But now someone talking to themselves about a cum company. Oh, that's it. That's it. They're, they're toast, Jonathan, you've made it look like it's toast for me. Me? Yeah. I I just hadn't. I, we were talking about uh, personal lives and you talked about a theme song. Yeah. And I said, was it Three's Company? And then you said, no, it's Come Company. No, and I, said, I didn't. What? No, you said it was Come Company. You said it was Come Company. No. I mean, no, no, no. Now, I, I'm going to correct the record here. Jonathan, you you asked, did you say come company? Did he say come company? <laughs> that's that's what you said, right. That is exactly what you said. I wanted to know if he said come company. Right, but it wasn't what he'd said. Are you sure? And so you were the one who introduced us to come company. You are the founder of come company. CEO <laughs> as well. Little arrogant. Should have should have <laughs> stuck to founder. But you wanted that bonus, didn't you? Of come company, just the, the oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, you've got an executive boner. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. The boner structure is phenomenal at the cum company. Yeah, sign on boner. I'm going to just say it again, Jonathan. Sign on boner. What other ones are? What? What? Hmm. Well, you get an annual boner. You might get a Christmas boner. <laughs> Under the mistletoe, Jonathan. You might get a sales boner or a quota boner. But that's only on commission. Wow. An efficiency boner. <laughs> I still don't know what the theme song is. It's not of Come Company. You want an efficient boner? You know what, though? If there's one thing I know, it's every time you lay off a bunch of workers as an executive, you get a huge boner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I fired someone once and I, I was fully erect for the whole process. Jonathan. But is, is what's the theme song, please? Right. Is it to Come Company? So anyway, right? Yes. His name was Late Thomas. What? And we called him Late Thomas because he was always late. So I called him into the office. I said, Late Thomas, do you know why they called you Late Thomas? And he said, because I'm always late. And I said, yes. Do you know why I'm hard? And he said, because you're about to fire me. I said, yes. It's a weird conversation. And he said he was hard as well. What? And we nodded respectfully uh, in appreciation of each other's uh, chumescence. And then, then he left with a, with a severance boner. <laughs> Late Thomas. But the fact that he got erect from being fired was not his nickname. That wasn't as notable as his lateness. The thing about Cum Company is, as we always say... You worked at Cum Company? Yeah. yeah. I, I was middle management for a while, but I've moved up the wanks. So I, as we always say at Cum Company, right? Wank off. 
That's what you say there. Yeah. That's it. That's the, that's the company yeah. slogan. The mascot on the all the oh, on the yeah, pens yeah, and the yeah, yeah, the marketing yeah. mugs and mm-hmm. the posters, the banners. Just wank off. Oh well, don't don't talk to us about marketing. We've had an absolutely terrible time dealing with bloody protest groups complaining about our emissions. <laughs> <laughs> I've told them. Look, sometimes. Some seagulls are going to get sticky. That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. Any other problems, if you want to talk about sticky seagulls, give Jonathan a ring. Here's his number. <laughs> I don't want to talk. How they? What? Why seagulls? How yeah, come? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. How, how Jonathan come? and yeah. Oh, you're gonna laugh when we tell you this. Is that right? Oh, God, I'm already busting up the seams. But we did put your phone number on the web. The worldwide one uh, thereof. No, that's not good. Yeah, well, I thought it was time to resurrect the classic uh, 90s sax hotline. Um, so you are now the voice of, of Sticky Seagulls. That's for sex. That's a sex, a sexual... Uh... I mean, it's not just seagulls, uh, any uh, ocean bird life, really. Uh, they like to <laughs> see them in jams, you know. Uh, how are they going to get out of this one? They might get in trouble, you know, like like two seagulls arguing over a packet of crisps, uh, puffing about to fall off a cliff, and um, people phone in and you describe any any sort of seabird getting into a, a tough physical or social uh, scrape, only to get out of it unscathed, and then they 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 finish. <laughs> what? So you got late Thomas, who <laughs> yeah. is sexually uh, aroused by being fired. Well, by the business. You've got you sexually aroused by firing, and then yeah. you have, I guess, a whole other cohort, a clientele, who wants birds to get out of trouble, and then they want to. Do they? Why? Sex with the bird or sex with the trouble or... Now look, Jonathan. Troubling sex with a bird? What? Where? You're the first one in this entire conversation who has suggested sex. And I think Conrad can <laughs> back me up on this one with a bird. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to puzzle it out. I thought this was the theme song to Come Company. Now, you've been talking about this for ages. And as near as I can tell... There's no recording of anyone mentioning a theme song. Ugh. So I, th- I feel like you're the one who's gone a little bit like, like you know, Billy Smart Circus about this. Conrad, do you remember there being any talk about this theme show that he keeps going on about? Because the last <sighs> I heard of it, he wanted to start a cum company. <laughs> yeah, that's all, I've, all I'm familiar with. At the start of the show, it began with... Jonathan as the founder of Cum Company. We were talking about how Conrad had an interesting situation with two roommates, and I immediately thought of the television program starring John Ritter as Jack Tripper, Three's Company. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper wasn't on Three's Company. Jack, John, John. It'd be amazing if he was. Oh, yeah. No, Jack Tripper, John Ritter. Maybe that's actually what Three's Company was trying to tell us all along. Yeah, I mean, maybe there should be a sitcom, right, that's filmed... Oh, I don't know. I don't think there are any sitcoms set in Boston. No. No. Oh, well, hang on. There was there was uh, um, Boston Common. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Oh, yeah. And Cheers. And There's cheers. a lot of them, mm. actually. Yeah. There's a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, no good ones. No, no good so. ones. <laughs> no good ones. Cheers was so bad, they had to make Frasier. Yeah. I mean... Which... 
is actually the vastly superior show. Well, I mean, it is much better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't disagree. Absolutely, with Peach that. Fuzz. <laughs> what a classic moment. Anyway, Jonathan, I think I think the point of all this is that there are no sitcoms set in Boston. Okay. Until this one. What is it? Married with Jack the Ripper also living there <laughs> is what it's called, and it's about you, Jonathan. Uh, married, <laughs> which is true to life. You're, you're married. You've got a, a, a. You're married with children, like in the original sitcom. But instead of Al Bundy being Leo, I want to watch the football, and then um, the other one is Peggy is all like, yeah, 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 I want to have the sex with it, um, and all the others, right? Uh, instead of that, it's you trying to live a normal life while I'm running around with a top hat on, going, desire, saucy Jack. Hope there are no throats in need of slitting tonight. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Jonathan, get your kid. Jonathan, get your kid. That's basically what this sitcom's going to be like with Conrad as our wacky neighbor, Ed Gein. Hey, what are y'all up to? (laughs) Ed Gein, for people who don't know, he made uh, lampshades and stuff out of human bodies. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. That's going to be the classic episode <laughs> when when Jack the Ripper comes in, having made many purchases. It's oh, you would believe what I've picked up. <laughs> A dead Keen's yard sale. <laughs> Don't worry, Jonathan. We've already furnished the house. I'm just married in this. I just want to get through my marriage, right? Oh, yes. You're just trying to live quite a normal life, but uh, you keep getting dragged into all sorts of jams, not horny bird ones, with your good friends, Jack the Ripper and Ed Keen. <laughs> stab, stab. <laughs> you make it seem so, so cute and uh, catchphrase. <laughs> friendly it's so so personable but i mean i'm not saying if i tipped my hat some glitter would fall out because that would be wrong some chicken bones yes for good luck (laughs) so i don't call the police on these killers that one is just in my house and the other one is my neighbor and i see the the evidence of their their crimes of the death and uh, you'll have a good day and that is that with a handful of chicken bones under your hat good day (laughs) that leads me to say well what can you do and i just move on yeah and then you know take my hat and a couple of chicken bones will fall out and then you know three or four knives will come clattering out from the inside of my coat and i go <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's all I'll do. I'll do. Hey, what are you going to do? Probably want to pick them up, Jonathan. The, the, the kids crawl in near. And to be honest, I don't think he's working out. The kid? Keeps crying on set. Oh, I'm trying to do the Jack the Ripper dance. Wearing the kimono that, that Ed Gein's made. He's made a dancing kimono for me to wear, right? Uh-huh. And... and one of Gein's finest works of, of tailoring, and your kid's got some sort of fucking problem with it. My, so <laughs> it is... It, uh, it, You're laughing already. It's, I've been laughing a while. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I haven't interrupted you too much with it, but it is a shocking <laughs> notion. You, it's hard to be shocked at this point, but I am shocked. So it sounds like you both want to play Jack the Ripper on the show, but also hate the children on the show. <laughs> I mean, I just think there's nothing wrong with with me wearing a flesh tutu. Change my mind, Conrad. We're going to go with a tutu after all. Mm, mm. Um, you know, while, while 
Well, Conrad waves his dancing flaps about. But the kid crying a little bit in, mm. in, in horror because no, of your horror, terrifying... It's a, it's a terrifying <laughs> I, performance. I, don't think, I, th- I, think, I think it's, it's more a, a dislike of the arts. <laughs> they just don't appreciate the arts is the problem. Yeah, it's not human skin. We're not barbarians. What is it? We slew a couple of 20 rabbits. We thought it was the most humane thing to do out of all the animals that have, like, too, too ready skin. How do you mean? They're extremely uh, innocent, harmless creatures. You're just murdering them. The way I look at it, less skin per animal is less we have to cure. <laughs> you just have to do, you just have to kill more animals. Now, I'll be honest with you, Jonathan. Yeah? I don't know how to cure meat. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Well, let's, let's, let's stop for a second. Is there something we should be curing other than animals? Oh. Jonathan? Oh, okay. This is a nice thread. Uh, I don't think you should do any of the skin, the part of the show that's just about animal or... Well, I'm not going to do the skin. I'm not Ed Gillen. That's Conrad's job. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'm doing the skin here. I'm just curious because, you know, you're so concerned about the animals. Well, what's the alternative? Just not having skin on the show. Just a skin-free show would be fine. Okay, I see. I see. Jonathan, you know, big star power Jonathan just trying to write Ed Gein out of the show entirely. Yeah, no, 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 no. it's fine. Squeezing you out, big timing you at last. It's fine, yeah, yeah. We knew it was coming, we knew this day would come. Squeeze him out. You can have Ed, I mean, Ed... uh, He's been saying you're too politically radical, Conrad. Yeah, it's not politics, I don't think. Just it, it hurts. It hurts because, you know. Yeah. In the BFS trailer, when you're out having, like, you know, one of the puffs on your funny cigarettes, right? He's mm-hmm. bad mouthing you from behind his gin while I'm staying sober and well behaved. I mean, it's just typical. <laughs> I, I love Conrad and the, and the character of Ed Keen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always thought he had a lot of integrity too. I, I've always admired his character. I just don't think you need to explicitly show the corpse. No. The corpse. You don't need to. <laughs> I guess you don't need to do the show at all. Yeah. It's like my granddad always said, there's a fine line between need and want. Now grease me up and pop me into that cannon. Who said that? What cannon? My granddad. Did you never hear about the tragedy of Pig Mountain? I'm not sure that I did. Oh, it took a mountain of pigs. <laughs> so the mountain is made of pigs. Yeah, my granddad in a cannon aimed at a mountain of pigs. Wow. They called it a tragedy because of the amount of property damage. Fair. Yeah, I mean, the pigs were a write-off. A couple of farms had to close, and then they got burned down. <laughs> is this a real story? You're so convincing that I can't tell. Honestly, I don't know myself anymore. <laughs> I, I, I'm like the Joker man. I've got, like, multiple pasts. <laughs> I'm the Joker man, and I've got mysterious past, so that I am mysterious. All the kids all want to be like me. Do you want to know how I got these scars? Doing something naughty, you know, don't tell your friends. It's just a character I'm picturing. <laughs> I'm picturing the next Batman movie actually having the Joker be that kind of warm and affable. Oh, yeah, yeah, Return of the Joker man. Hello, Batman. <laughs> yeah. You thought I was dead, did you? Well, I'm not. So <laughs> shut up. You can tell. You can tell you're not dead because you're <laughs> talking. And... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm at the chew gum and 
be the Jokerman. And I'm the Jokerman. Tell your friends. Let them know I'm in town. Let all the kids know that they want to be just like me. Does he do any crimes in this movie or does he just show up and chew gum? And Oh, oh yeah. You, you know what jaywalking is? <laughs> Joywalking, jaywalking, yep. Yeah, I was thinking about the joy division while I was trying to ask you about <laughs> jaywalking and other pedestrian crimes. I'm the Jokerman. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. It's amazing that you can take a sitcom that should be a, a simple family foibles yes. storyline and add yeah. two notorious serial killers and oh, yeah. then take the Joker, who's supposed to be a... The Jokerman. He's the anti-Batman. He's uh, Batman is cold and stoic and follows the rules, but has a... Total opposite. I'm a clown eater bat. What? I wear purple. He's got a friend called Robin. You couldn't be more different. <laughs> this Joker is just a guy you see around sometimes. It's funny that you should say sitcoms, because instead of sitcoms, the clown prints the being naughty. He says, shitcoms. That's not, that's, that's something. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Tell you what, kids, if you tell your pals that at the schoolyard tomorrow, they'll all be doing it. Shitcoms. What's your favourite shitcom? Is it Cheers? No, it's Farts. <laughs> farts the show? Farts the sh the is shitcom. something of my own that I've been working on. One of my many sad projects in entertainment and the arts. <laughs> You've turned the Joker into just that guy at the bus stop <laughs> who, who talks to you, whether you want him to or not. And he's not a bad guy, but he's not reading the room. That's, that's all he is now. That's right. Just goes to show you <laughs> that the Jokerman could be anyone. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Never <laughs> think about that. Oh God, what a great character! Well, great character, everyone. Mm -hmm. We did it, mm -hmm. we did it, guys. We've done it. We what we've done, Jonathan is. Yep. Where can we go from here? I'm not sure. Well, we can get you fucking famous at last. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't think so. But it's possible. Stranger things have happened, I think. Strange, stranger things have happened. Yeah, like three, four seasons of it, right? Nice, yes. We can't do that idea anymore, Jonathan, because you slept on it. When I came to you, right, uh, let's say eight years ago, and said, I've got a great idea for a Netflix show called Straight, uh, Stranger Things, are you in? <laughs> and then you said, no, I'm not. But what's that Straighter Things you said? And I said, oh, this is great, right? Uh, it's a show aimed entirely at the straight white male and you said pass and I said fuck and do you know how much money we lost all of it all, all of our money was lost because I, mean, I didn't want to do straighter things think of how much progress right this was the this was the age of Bravo. Bravo the entertainment channel? Bravo channel Bravo that's when I first came to you with the pitch of straighter things and you said fucking no.
You said it sounds ghastly. You said, how much beer would we have to consume? And I said, oh, look, it'll make me throw up as well. But it's eight years ago. That stuff's popular. Do you remember, Jackass? Or the or the, the, uh. the lesser known but infinitely lower brow Dirty Sanchez. What? Dirty Sanchez was a show? In in the UK, it was. It was a bunch of Welsh people. And instead of, with like, you know how Jackass did all those fun, hilarious stunts and sometimes some gross stuff? Sure. Imagine far fewer stunts and a lot more people just throwing up and then being like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to throw up. I can't do Welsh. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to throw up on tie. Have you thrown up? Have you? I'll eat it. Um, num, num. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much all shows after Jackass for a while. It was all, mm, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I had forgotten all this, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, it was a uh, it was an era where people were thinking we'll finally break these rules. We're not actors. <laughs> we're we're not even entertainers. We're just the guys who are willing to to go wild. I love how fucking rich it was that that Jackass and similar shows started with like don't do this, you're not professional. And oh, what the fuck is Johnny fucking Knoxville? <laughs> what the fuck is he? He, he wasn't like like Bruce Willis's fucking double on Die Hard, was he? No. No, he's just someone who got kicked in the nuts once and then did it again on TV. That's a professional, is it? I can I can kick Jonathan in the nuts and put it on TV. Put him back on MTV where he belongs. With just me getting kicked in the nuts. Huh? Jackass 2. Jackass 2, Boston's favourite son, will just kick you in the knackers repeatedly for 30 minutes and MTV will say, what? Sign us up. And because he's already been on MTV, less paperwork to do. Win-win profit. I mean, they they probably already technically own Jonathan on some level. On some level, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd press my claim to some of that property. Right. Like, some of that real estate, and I think we all know which parts, are all mine. The feet, they're strong. <laughs> I think once once Jonathan's finally finished, they are going to support my weight very, very well. I'm not getting rid of me existing feet. <laughs> once I'm finished, like, growing? Or? Yeah, I'm going to have your feet grafted onto my feet. <laughs> so you would have four feet. Oh, two yes. of mine and two of yours. Finally, Jonathan. Equilibrium. Like the film Equilibrium. <laughs> Starring Christian Bale and um, Omar Epps, maybe? No, not Omar Epps. It stars Sean Pertwee. That's all you need to know. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Is he the bad guy? His father. Ah. Oh. And they use a uh, gun kata in that. It's a karate that involves guns. It is, yes, gun kata. It's basically, yeah, they're just flapping their hands about with guns. <laughs> and they can't have any feelings or else they get uh, arrested. Yeah, it's one of those films where no one's supposed to have emotions. And because of that, the film doesn't quite work. In, in terms of being entertaining. Well, I mean, it's a very entertaining film, I think. I mean, I've only watched it the once, but I, I, ha I was entertained by it. But it's one of those films you watch with a nagging concern in your head because you're constantly thinking that was an emotion. What was that if that wasn't a fucking emotion? Mm, mm -hmm. You know, I don't expect them all to sound like bloody robots. I don't expect them to all be Danger Will Robinson, Jonathan. Right. The and, and, and what, by that, I meant Danger Will Robinson, comma, Jonathan. Danger 
Will Robinson Jonathan is a more interesting idea where the robot is asking someone called Robinson if they will you. And now we've got to work out what doing the Jonathan is. <laughs> so, danger. Will Robinson Jonathan? The Macarena was very good in the 90s. People liked it. If we get the Jonathan named after you. Yeah, Jonathan is uh, a name that's out there. It gets used. People mix me up with other Jonathans now. So it's a... What if you did a dance craze? Oh, no. Mm. Do do the Jonathan like yeah. a dance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think everyone should do the Jonathan. Yeah. I still don't know what Come Company is. What is the theme song to Come Company? Well, it might be. It might be this. It might be you, Jonathan, dressed up. Well, I say dressed up, dressed down, essentially. Oh boy. With some white and black paint. We'll paint you all up like white, head to toe. And then with the black, we can do a little detailing until you are a human skeleton. (laughs) So it's more of a skeleton dance than a Jonathan dance. No, because you... No. Yeah. (laughs) Because you, Jonathan, Uh will be dressed up as a skeleton and then you will bend over, right? Yeah. And then you'll wobble your arms up and down going jingly, jangly, jingly, jangly, like a skeleton does. Jingly, jangly, jingly, jangly, do the Jonathan, friend. <laughs> That's the dance. It's yeah. just my ass and my arms moving a little. Well, I mean, then you you, you turn round so that your ass faces the camera, uh, grabs, grabs the cheeks by both ends and then pulls them apart. Oh, no. So that we can see where, where the spirit of music comes from. <laughs> From from my uh, anus, you're thinking. Oh, yeah, if you like. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I, I don't uh, want to think about it. Well, I mean, now that you've pitched it. My anus. Now that you've pitched it and my having heard it, I've pitched it, obviously. Um, I think you should definitely dress up like a skeleton and then show everyone your skeleton butthole. I don't... <laughs> so, two things. Suspension of disbelief, lost. Yeah, because if uh, there's one thing skeletons don't have, it's holes uh, other than eye sockets and nose socket, I think. And then the hips, for some reason, there's just some holes in there. Yeah, through the pelvis. Um, yeah, I think it's back in the olden days when we had a lot less skin. That was for wind resistance because the wind would get caught in the the, the flesh, like the, the the fleshy sack covering, um, sort of a film, really covering the pelvic region. And and if you need. I, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this one. Yeah, you're explaining biology, vi- vibology. <laughs> Jonathan, get me out of here. The the holes in the hips are to to help us. The holes in the hips go round and round, round <laughs> and round, round and round. The holes in the hips go round and round. Now look inside my bum hole. <laughs> That's what you got to do, Jonathan. Mmm, mmm, yeah. It sounds terrifying uh, on a few levels. Because people don't like thinking about holes in their hips, and it implies I'm going to put a hole in their hip, which is uh, painful. Well, but... What? <laughs> what? No. The, there are holes in yeah. the hips. They're yeah. there. They're nah. there. Yeah. I, I've seen a skeleton. The drill you're brandishing, Jonathan, is entirely coincidental. The... <laughs> But it's threatening, you see. No, that's only because I use the word brandishing. You can say holding. Yeah. Above your head. Uh, 
the skeleton represents death and threat <laughs> of death. You see, so it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it suggests harm to the living to be a skeleton. That's why they're so spooky. People think they're gonna get you. You're gonna die. You're gonna be one of them. Bones. That's it. And my butthole threatening. I see nothing intimidating or wrong about Jonathan the Bone Driller. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to find some disagreement with you. I'm going to drill your bones, kids. We're dancing. <laughs> it's just a slow gyration of the hips, right? While still holding the drill oh, forward. Yeah. Like, oh, man. It, you know, as as one might a gun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's why I use the word brandishing. I mean, I, I thought just as an internal corporate thing, that would work best for you, Jonathan, give you a sort of visual clue, and then you got all sort of upset about the language and thought it was threatening. Um, but I really think that, that Jonathan the Bone Driller... Um, as as mm-hmm. as a dance instructor has uh, a lot of mileage. Dance instructor. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're you have the drill in your right hand, right? You know, and it's sort of the arm down straight at the elbow, ninety degree, holding it forward like that. Now your left hand, your left hand goes on the back of your head, right? Right? You with me? You with me? I and then think. you're gonna just bend your knees just a little bit, just a little. So you, but you want your heels off the ground, right? Oh, that's good. Get them off there. Yeah, and then just a slow rotation of the hips. Like, like it, it should take you three full seconds mm. to make it all the way around one rotation. Yeah. Imagine a pot roast cooking. Yeah, a lot like that. It's <laughs> a lot like that. Swivel like a pot roast, John. Who's who's the who's the who's the audience on this? Onions one? and dumplings. Mmm, home country cooking for Jonathan. Conrad will basically be saying a lot of things like that mm. um, while you're holding a class. I mean, basically, we've got a lot of interested people in expecting, uh, having paid for, um, having lined up for Thursday uh, to be taught dancing by by you, Jonathan, dressed up as a nude skeleton with a drill. I mean, it is uh, Halloween. There is some. Market for troubling skeletons. What? Golly, golly, jelly, jelly, gibberish! It's me, (laughs) Crab Nuts, Johnny the Bone Driller's dancing partner, here to help you all learn how to dance. Well, golly, gotta get your blood pumping and your hearts in tip top condition so you can go down to the polling booth. Make sure you make the right choice. Oh, what am I saying, old crab nuts? Well, golly, there will be people there making sure. <laughs> That's sudden stage fright. I'm just picturing crab nuts suddenly realizing what he's doing and, and hating himself. <laughs> Becoming very quiet. Golly, there ain't <laughs> no hate here. Crab nuts isn't here to platform hate. And if you've got a problem with that, stand by. Well, golly. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you know, you can always count on crab nuts for the straight dope, and that's what I appreciate about him. Like you can't. He's the, the least <laughs> direct. He says golly uh, so many times d- instead of making it a point, just interrupting himself with a golly in the midst of any thought. If there's one thing I know about crab nuts, <laughs> that they are very well read. <laughs> I am very well read, and he's talking about books. Not political allegiances. Definitely not, golly. Make the right call. 
<laughs> what a mixed message. Crab nuts. I mean, so many of the themes of this episode are I these. I couldn't be more clear. Go away. <laughs> I'm saying exercise your right to vote while exercising here in a dance studio still. Don't forget. <laughs> it's completely different. But as you exercise your right to vote, make sure that you do the smart thing with that right. And if you know what's good for you. Oh, golly. <laughs> it's a terrifying... I mean, you find you find the horror in the things that should be somewhat at least comf- entertaining, gentle, unthreatening. They become terrifying in your hands. And, and uh, other way around, things that... You should see what a mess I've made of my penis. Oh. You want to talk about something terrifying in, in my hands? Oh, that's good home cooking. Mmm. Oh, wow, what a wild, what a wild ride! Oh, Jonathan, I love you romantically. Romantically? Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to get on that uh, show. I don't think the the Road Rules Real World uh, OGs show. They have not contacted me. Wait, wait, you've been snubbed again. I can't believe this. I believe so. Yeah, I, I reached out to the the people putting on the show. Said, "Hey, you know, got a got a following of sorts." They're they're reaching out to people with with without any followings. Oh my Not god! Not that I have a huge one, but I do have thousands of followers on Twitter. But uh, people with like fifty followers on Twitter, they're like, "We're getting Craig back!" Yeah, yeah, Craig. Look back at Craig, Craig. and I mean, obviously, obviously, they're threatened by your star power and animal magnetism. Can you just give me one second, just one second, sorry. Craig. <laughs> Who the fuck said you could go on a reunion? Give Jonathan your tip. Give Jonathan your... Okay, give it to me. It doesn't give work by me. ticket. You can't just take it from the ticket from Craig. Right, then, it's... now no one's going. Don't cry, <laughs> fuck off. Sorry, I was, my intern's called Craig, and I know it's not him, but, you know. I mean, I think they actively don't want me on the show because I was not very competitive and I was weird. I, I don't have mainstream appeal. I think it, it's less like, oh, you know, you're just not our first pick and more like we actively think you would make the show worse. If you're doing a fucking Road Rules OG reunion show and you're worried about mainstream appeal, <laughs> you've made a mistake, friend. You've picked the wrong project. I, I mean, it's just a project I had a chance on, unlike yeah. other projects where I have none, no chance. I mean, look, right? Write a letter to MTV, Jonathan, just saying, hmm, I wonder what would get more attention. A Road Rules reunion or a fucking Game of Thrones reunion? You might as well have me on Love, Jonathan. <laughs> In fact, we should just do a boilerplate of that and send it everywhere, you know? You know, I don't. there's, there's something about me. I don't know what it is. I might get a tattoo done on your head, Jonathan, that just says, what have you got to lose? <laughs> So I had, I used to live with someone, I think you, both of you have met him before, I'm not going to name him, but he's an aspiring television producer and he came into my room once, we were uh, roommates, and he said, listen, I want you to write a letter to MTV. I want you to tell them to bring in four camera crews, tell them we're making a show, it's going to make them a lot of money, and they expect word back on their arrival within a week. And I'm like, uh... No, they're not going to do Tell him to bring four camera crews. He just wouldn't let it go. Yeah. He was so sure 
that I had the power to just make a show happen. I didn't write the letter. Maybe he was right. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Holy shit. You mean you had the power to get them that show all the way back then and you wouldn't even just write the fucking... <laughs> it's no wonder. You you do not want to be famous. I mean, here's the thing. We can be angry at MTV all day for sleeping on Jonathan Holmes and believe you me, I am. But when it comes to Jonathan sleeping on Jonathan, I mean, when does it end? Me sleeping on Jonathan? Me sleeping with Jonathan? Me sleeping on Jonathan? Where does it end, Jonathan? Any of those appeal? I think just, you don't, the, I'm not, the, there's no, I, the, they have no motivation. They have no interest. There's no money to be made. It's it's all for me and not, none for them. I was telling this to my friend, like they're not, they, they would call me if they wanted me to be on a show. They, they did the first time. I didn't call them and say, put me on a show. Wait, do you mean you didn't send in like an audition tape? I did, but I didn't. Okay. So you went to them and you said, put me on your show. And they said, yeah. And then you couldn't even just write a letter the next time. Like you went to the effort of making a whole tape, a whole tape, Jonathan. I, yeah, but but after the tape, you see, I didn't I didn't pester them after that and no. say send me a camera crew. Then instead you should they... pesto them instead. I'll pester in their fucking eyes. Mm-hmm. It's the only mm-hmm. it's the punishment mm-hmm. that fits the crime. Mm-hmm. Why are you not the Basil Boy of Boston? Where's the Basil Boy? Has he come a calling? Oh, he has. It's Jonathan wearing a, a penny hat. Just throwing pesto in people's eyes. Oh, so much of it. See? He already knows. Yeah. Have a, it's curly sp- Oh, a ramen beard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll make it like so like curly. We'll make your a ramen beard. It'll be a bit square. Um, and then you'll ride on a bicycle going, ha 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 ha. Oh, you thought you were thinking of the dry brick of ramen. See, I was thinking wet ramen. Both bad. You see, my worry there was that it would fall off. However, this is an opportunity for us to constantly apply ramen to Jonathan's face, which I know is a career move you've wanted to get more into, Jonathan. It's uh, you know, I've always wanted to to serve in that sort of support role ramen application is is huge well your career guidance counselor at school said that if, if you were to get a job anywhere um hopefully it's somewhere where the reapplication of ramen to someone's face is a, a, a heavy part of the job yeah yeah i mean and you know on, on top of that just long been a dream really <laughs> well, more than it's anything it's not great it's not i mean they're not that's here's what not i what say they're... about dreams jonathan yeah Dreams can come true, look at me, babe. No, only joking. I say what my mother used to say, which is keep them reasonable, keep them functional. The dreams. Yeah, keep them reasonable so that they're, you know, achievable. Achievable and functional, applying ramen to her face. It's extremely unwhimsical of your grandmother. Really? Telling the children to gather around. Really? Kids. Keep your dreams reasonable <laughs> and functional so well, they work later. Would it surprise you to know that my grandmother was the Willoughby Regional Ramen Face Applier <laughs> of 1963? That was her reasonable functional dream. She made it. Believe you. Yeah, my dream was to wash a dog. Some of us still have to claw for that rainbow, Jonathan. Wash a dog? My fucking grandmother rubbing her ramen success in my face and reapplying it. <laughs> Literally rubbing ramen in your Me, face. A literal thing. That was, yeah, that was the implication. Because it's reasonable and, and... Well, she wouldn't stop doing it once she, once she did it regional. I mean, where can you go from there? 
worldwide. Well, not if you're keeping your dream reasonable. <laughs> Make it to regional, then smear it in your, your kids' and your grandkids' faces, knowing that they will never do better. It's quite a kind of achievement. It is a sort of achievement. I mean, all I wanted to do was to best that fucking old witch. <laughs> Just rub it in her face for once. Here I felt bad imitating her and, and sort of making fun of your own your own grand, uh, de- doing a vocal imp- impression well, of her. I mean, she's dead. She's not going to listen to it now. <laughs> and which is a bit of a shame for me because if we pull this off, then I'm going to have to smear fucking ramen on a headstone. And that is not my favorite idea of a Sunday afternoon. I mean, don't get me wrong. Top five, but not best. <laughs> It's it's so it's a it's just is it disrespectful? I'm really puzzled. You're being disrespectful. You're dis- being disrespectful by not honouring my wishes to stick it to my dead grandmother's wishes, which was for me to finally let this go after she did in 1998. So to respect your wishes, I have to disrespect her wishes with ramen noodles on her gravestone. That sounds great. <laughs> It doesn't. It's not. It's not what anyone would want. I think when we've had our little debates in the past, we've typically gone to a third party for assessment. Oh, like an arbitrator? Like a mediator? Well, like, like Conrad. I like Conrad. He's, he's less of an arbitra- arbitrator and more arbitrary. <laughs> he's definitely He's definitely not, in my opinion, an unbiased mediator, no. But Conrad, have you got an arbitrary decision? Is he still there, Conrad? Did we lose you? I think he's eating his dinner. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Probably ramen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Conrad, I have fucking told you not to get high on our own supply. Okay, but you know, you know, it's once I know it's going to be on his face, I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about wow. eating it. So it's appetizing to you to think about ramen on my beard, my face beard. Conrad, get through the day. We'll pick you up some pot noodle. All right. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. So at some point, I want to read some fan mail we got. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? People listen to this kind of thing. They love it. And they, they then write long, this, uh, this very kind-hearted gentleman on Twitter uh, who's T-N-Y Watkins, spelled it W-A-T-K-N-S, on Twitter, Chamod777Healthcare. I think 777 is like when your your number comes up in Final Fantasy 7, you get a bunch of stuff. Lucky number 777. Lucky number 7. I won't read it word for word, but he gave this, he sent me a DM saying that he thinks we're hilarious and, and very unique. Mm. He suffered a terrible injury. Then a, a close family member of his was diagnosed with cancer, stage four breast cancer. And then life had his ups and downs, but your podcast is made possible for myself and my wife to laugh. They laugh. So they're going through the, the least good life circumstances ever. And then they're like, but we can laugh at this show, even though this show is damaging. This is a damaging show. And that might be the target audience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's doing better now. He says uh, his family member is is coming out of it and is is uh, in no serious health risk at this moment. And now he has That's like good. an amazing job. I think in um, in IT. Let me double yeah. check. I find these uh, little details so interesting. I'm genuinely glad we can help. Uh, started a higher paying job two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, T N Y Watkins. 
for the the promotion. Yeah. Congratulations! But this show, you, you realize this show. It reaches people. It means a lot to people for some reason. Like this. Why is that? What is going on? Let me just say this to anyone else who's out there struggling, maybe looking into this podcast for, you know, just some levity, Jonathan. Is that what it is? Yeah, well. Levity? It's, it's, it's an escape. When the butthole talk happens. <laughs> Yeah, skeletal ball. You're talking about me drilling children and mm. Ed Gein. That's levity. The whole rib, the the rib cage lamp shades. It's light. Well, the thing is, Jonathan, is I uh, I recently got some wool hanging strips. <laughs> what does that even mean? They're little like Velcro sticky strips. You can put like a painting on them. You can put it on the wall. You won't need to put in nails or anything in the wall. Yeah, just very strong adhesive that can be removed. Now, this is relevant to anyone going through hard times, right? is in the package, I noticed literally just before we recorded that there's a little free spirit level in there. It's a little little canister with the green liquid in it and two little lines for measuring. And it's in uh, a real thick uh, rectangle of plastic, the kind that looks a bit like glass from a distance. Okay. So, you know, hello, prospective date. You've come back to my place and you like my spirit level. Mm, looks like glass. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in for a little bit of nookie that night once they've seen my classy objet d'art. So if you're going through a hard time, if, if you feel like there's, there's no way, I'll just remember that uh, Sterling's going to be boning because they've got a, a spirit level in a thick plastic rectangle. So it works. You're telling me this is a, a, a well, way to... Well, it works to... on me. <laughs> I can't keep my hands off myself. For masturbating, you mean? Mm, well... Sexual masturbating. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. No, no, I, I like to think of it as perfectly non-sexual masturbating. <laughs> sort of more of a... So, sort of clinical? Very, very surgical, very, um, very official, if nothing else. I mean, I, I think I'm the only, the only person on on the East Coast who, who ratifies every wank. I take inventory. I know how much is in and how much is out. In, in terms of, uh, like, liquids? Yeah, it's all about balancing the sheets. On your sheets? Well. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. If you don't want your kitchen floor messy, Jonathan. Right? You gotta, you gotta maintain, you gotta maintain different puddles. It's, it's not as easy as it sounds, because some fluids are more viscous than others. I mean, like, if you, if you want to keep it classy, listen to Conrad. We can't all wank off into a bag of flies like you do, Jonathan. <laughs> it's not so. Okay, you're, 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 you're predisposing. You have two, two options: the sheets or the kitchen floor, and then you've got to maintain these puddles. These puddles can't uh, be lost. They've got to be maintained. <laughs> well, and, yeah. I, I picture it being a Willem Dafoe film, actually, called uh, Maintain These Puddles. And maintain is in like a really strong 90s font, like a funky, multi-layered, colorful, poppy mm. font. Maintain these puddles. Like like what I would imagine Jumpin' Jack Flash's title screen is, but I can't remember. <laughs> I haven't seen it since actual 1998. Yeah, you know you know what I mean. Or uh, I think yeah. Encino Man had one. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, that sort How of thing. How bogus it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the intense, poppy, stylish font. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. You do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just him maintaining two puddles. Yeah. I mean, how how else is he going to land the big client? How else is he going to impress the the investor? I got to maintain these puddles. 
Otherwise, I'll never find an investor for cum company. <laughs> he, he, of course. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He, I still don't know the theme song. Does he? Can he think? Can just for fun? Could he sing the theme song? Oh yeah, cum company. Hey kids, wanna die? That's Come Company's yeah, Come Company's theme song. Oh yeah, that plays when you when you enter the room. Just the, not not the song, but that exact recording of him singing it alone with no accompaniment. I'm oh I'm I'm weeping openly and and prominently, Jonathan, proudly and weeping proudly and from your eyes and thickly. Oh, I'm crying thickly from my yeah from your own theme song from my I've got an idea for a Willem Dafoe film really you do I'd love to hear it if you if you're interested yeah I'd like to hear a real idea yes make it real yeah it's a good one it's called these bones aren't my own it keeps it on with the skeletal theme of the day these bones aren't my own mm-hmm Willem Dafoe plays a top secret service agent called James Dafoe <laughs> that's awful <laughs> One day, he wakes up <laughs> in bed in a full tuxedo so that we know he is a spy. James Defoe is his name. And he wakes up and he goes, ah, I love being a secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This is his first thought in the morning and he's, he's ready for spy work. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he, says it, he says it loud and obviously he's like in the middle of a pile of people that he's been sleeping with because he's a secret agent. Oh, sex pile, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got lovers of all flavors here. I can't get enough of it. Soyvist, morning, noon, and night. Secret service, that is, because I'm an agent and I'm the best one there is. Wow. Hang on, though. I could have sworn I felt more solid before I went to bed. Uh Uh-oh. Hang on a second. And then he taps on his own head. These bones aren't my own. And then he looks at the camera and he goes, slaps his face and goes, Ah, home alone. Wow. He's home alone with the bones that aren't his own? (laughs) Yeah, home alone with the bones that aren't my own. I gotta check this out. Runs into the bathroom, panicked. I mean, for fuck's sake, he's woken up and he's pretty sure that the bones inside him weren't with him the night before. Pretty sure the bones that are inside me now weren't with me the night before. These bones aren't my own. Goes up to the the bathroom with mirror, opens his mouth, teeth inside, brown. (laughs) Brown teeth, he taps on him. Just like I suspected. Wood! These bones aren't my own. Woods, Jonathan. <laughs> They're wooden bones. I mean, you need to know about this. Oh, so it wasn't just brown from lack of care. They're actual wooden, brown wooden bones. No, they are wooden. The, the camera flies like... It first right, oh, this is so clever because because it's shot behind um, uh, James Defoe's head, uh, and we so we see his face and the back of his head and his face reflected. And at some point he'll go avenge me, you know, just to please the comic book filth. And then the camera zooms forward when he, he taps on his wooden teeth, zooms into the reflection, but then when it pulls back out, it is his actual mouth as like normal, and that's what we call artistic. Wow. So so it's like a flashback to when he had normal mouth or Um Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> um He flashes back. Seven days ago it comes out with 
<laughs> it's like he's, he's throwing up the audience to enjoy his his past. Now that I've thrown you up to enjoy my past, I just want to say I love having normal teeth and my own bones. And then it's present day. God, I feel like an idiot for being happy for having my own bones. <laughs> it's extremely fast flashback. And uh, I'm picturing him, picturing him kind of walking with a jaunty jig. Uh, you know, like stretching each leg out as he moves forward and moving his arms back and forth and sort of a, here we go, sort of uh, excited, jolly vibe about his own bones. And then it's immediately over and he's back to wooden bones. And we're on the hook here. We're, we're wanting to know where this is going is what you're thinking. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. Secret squirrel. <laughs> the cartoon character. That's me. <laughs> Secret Squirrel played by Hugo Weaving. What's wrong, James Bo- Defoe? These bones aren't my own. Oh my god, it's worse than we could have imagined. Huh? What? Cheryl? Huh? No, it's his bones. Huh? No, not his own. Look, I said the bones. Exact, yeah. I'm in. When do we start? And then it's kind of a buddy cop film where where James Defoe and Secret Squirrel, played by Hugo Weaving, um, travel the world. Uh, basically, Jonathan trying to find out where his bones are and when they were taken out of him. Did they come out of his mouth or his arsehole? Wow, I hadn't even thought of that. I just assumed... I know, right? But that's the driving crux of the plot. Like, they're, like, they're bashing up uh, Liam Neeson. They're like, just bash, bash, bash. Tell me, croaky Pete. Spill the beans. Oh, I don't know, man. Shut up. Oh, jeez, I guess... I guess Dean Kane might have Yeah, well... Let that be a lesson to you. Get out of here. Oh, thanks, boss. And that, that's how they beat up the information out of the informant. Ah, oh, that was great when we did that. Yeah, it was great. These bones aren't my own. And so they go, <laughs> they're working fine. He's, he's capable of doing all sorts of violent attacks and crimes with these bones. And it's not it's not like he, I mean, sure, wooden teeth, a little weird, but not a, not a big deal as long as you let people know they're wood, you know, no, they're not rotten. They're just wooden. They'll be like, oh, let's kiss. They'd be fine it's he's got no there's no real problem for him to solve he's just got wooden bones what wait how does he have wooden bones that doesn't work the body rejects the wood it's like oh there's a big splinter in my body and it's my entire skeleton you get an infection hey nobody has ever rejected my word only joking i can't maintain an erection you didn't have to tell me that. You could have just <laughs> could have decided to omit that for part At of the truth. Dean Kane. Oh boy. CEO of Bones Company. I should have known from the name of your company. These bones aren't my own. They're what? It's called Bones Company. They're made of strong wood in case any nosy fucking assholes start asking questions. Jonathan. Jonathan. Somehow I am being specifically targeted. I mean, I'm not saying this movie is made for an audience of one. I'm not saying it's made for a captive audience in a literal sense. 
So, you finally worked out my plan, have ya? Wait a minute, I know that voice. It's, yeah, that's right. Dean Kane is playing the Jokerman in this one. <laughs> Did I ever tell you how I got these scars? I got them from stealing bones. You can get scars from having your bones removed, but not by stealing them. Yeah, it's quite close to my Brendan Fraser voice. So what I've decided to do right now, Jonathan, is Dean Kane is going to be played by Brendan Fraser playing the Jokerman. Wow. Okay. So Brendan Fraser is an actor playing Dean Kane playing the Jokerman? Yeah, I stole your bones, but that's about it. Like, I, I was just a facilitator. The more important stuff is coming up now, so we've wasted a lot of time on a very small portion of the pitch. Because then, Jonathan, the big chair that was there the whole time, but we've only just filmed it, turns around. And what do you know is sitting in that? What do you think sitting in that big fucking chair, Jonathan? It's not Dr. Claw, although that'd be pretty cool. Uh, is it uh, Ed Gein or, or Jack the no. Ripper? Oh, no. It is Willem Dafoe's skeleton. <laughs> and you know it is. Whoa. <laughs> the greatest crime is stealing yourself. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Amazing. It's, it's not even a crime at all to just... Credits. <laughs> Boom. Willem Dafoe, sorry, James Dafoe's skeleton played by Charles Dance, of course. Oh, obviously. It's Dean Kane as the Jokerman played by Brendan Fraser, etc., etc. Credits. And directed a... by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, I gotcha. Oh, well, of course, because of the twist. It's not a crime. It's not a <laughs> to steal your like. Uh, am I doing that crime right now because I am myself and I do decide what to do with myself? I I stole myself. I mean, it's this is the point of the film, Jonathan. Yeah, see, these are the philosophical questions that are being raised by the film. It's a real thinker. It's what we in the business call a brain teaser. The skeleton <laughs> closes on. You're supposed to be like, that is one smart skeleton because he committed the crime. Uh, and he's so proud of it. He thinks it's good to commit the crime. Oh, God, yeah, it's got a cigar in its fucking hand. Just turns right around. Yeah, fucking loves it. Greatest <laughs> crime is stealing yourself. And that's the that's the wow moment. That's the, you know, people are going to... Me telling their friends. It's like Inception. Because then the audience just thinks, wow, that is a pretty good fucking crime. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. I'm crying tears of, uh, of that skeleton. That skeleton made me cry. It's so good. Oh, I feel good. Jeez. Oh, six months. Six months I've had these bones aren't my own rattling around in my fucking head. That's how all these are. Other Boston's favorite sons have happened before then. That's how much of a fucking backlog there is. <laughs> I, we gotta, uh, I gotta find a way to, um, to pick, it, pick up the pace on, on uh, breaking away from day job. I have a day job meeting in like 10 minutes. I've been getting calls at my day job this whole time. Yeah. Thank God the idea of Willem Dafoe trying to find out if a skeleton <laughs> came out of his arsehole. Because that's all I had was actually worth waiting for. Yeah, I can't believe uh, you've done it again. Somehow you, you managed yeah. to make it work. But I've been getting... You say you got a meeting. I have been putting calls on hold. I've oh, been no. dismissing all these important work calls. It was, if we got you fired for your job for 
recording this, it'd kind of go again. Well, I mean, the end goal is to get you out of that job. True. But we want to get you one lined up first, don't we? It's true. To a real job. Yeah, yeah we'll get you a real job. What was it this time? Being a skeleton that did bones? Being a skeleton, fucking a skeleton. I mean, whatever you want, whatever we want you to do, really. That real work, yeah. I mean, we got yeah. them chicken bones. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jack the Ripper. So much has happened this episode. Grab yourself a handful and uh, make a wish, best turkeys. That's fine, we got some of those too. It's been a wild ride, and I'm grateful for it. It's been a, it's been a wild ride. It's been a magical mystery tour. That was a, an album, or a, yeah, was, no, our EP. No, it was an album. The, the no. Beatles, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to uh, just plug that I have a new podcast I suddenly started. Yeah, please do. Tell the lovely children. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm, I've been, I've been uh, heartened by the fact that anyone has listened to it at all because I, I very suddenly decided to do it. Uh, and it, for reasons that maybe I'll explain someday. But yeah, talking to women about video games is back in podcast form. It's on Spotify and SoundCloud and there's an RSS that if you find me on Twitter at Tron Knotts, no, am I Tron Knotts? Non Trotsky, yep. Oh my God. I, I don't feel bad about always making that mistake. I know, a lot of people make it. I'm, I'm still lightheaded from all the, the laughing at the, the, the skeleton who did that crime. The, uh, I, and Tron Knotts is, is now a um, Taiwanese porn stars right. Twitter handle, so don't mm. go to them for this. Well, <laughs> but they seem very nice. Yeah, go uh, to them for, for other things by all means please <laughs> sure. at non trotsky is uh where you can find the information on that and and so far uh, at least one listener to this show immediately contacted me and said i want to be on your other show oh and we're working it out where we're, we're going to have her on the show uh hopefully soon well then she can come on to my show afterwards talking to women about jonathan <laughs> She would, I think she would like that. I don't know her very well. I don't know her at all, but... Uh, Brilliant. And we won't need her for the next one talking to Jonathan about women, which I can't wait for. Talking to Jonathan about women. Oh, yes, I would... I've got very pointed questions. Loaded ones, too. I bet, I bet it would be very difficult for me to do that show without saying something that made me look bad. Well, that's my guess. Well, I mean, if you if you look at it, the other way around it actually becomes quite easy <laughs> you mean like trying to look bad talking to women about video games it's a new podcast by jonathan yes that's right find it on sound 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 cloud or spotify for now on saudi soundy sound sound soundy soundy woundy cloudy <laughs> It's also on something called Buzzsprout. I don't even know how these things oh, work. What? I'm so I know. I'm I don't Fucking even know. Hell. I have no idea what's going on. Uh also my magazine, Nintendo Force, is doing good. You can look that up. It's a fun Nintendo magazine. That's all I have to say about my plugs. Thank you. Do you feel any more famous since we no. started recording? What? No. Nope. Bear in mind we talked about bones a lot. <laughs> I feel I feel like scrambled eggs. I feel like a, a a weird soup right now. I'm a real jelly mess. Well, that's fitting because I don't know what to do about you. Oh, like the Fraser theme. Oh, song. I mean, you know what you want to do too. That is him. a yeah, different different column, but infinitely more. I mean, we could just focus just there. Focus right there. You know, that. I wanted to before I knew there was something I was forgetting. I'm challenging the listeners to the show to watch. An episode of Thundercats called The Garden of Delights. Just watch it. it it's like this show. 
It is so much like this show. Just watch that, please. It's not the one about the terrifying robot bears, is it? Oh, the Roboburbles. No, I think that's episode three. <laughs> this is like episode 12. I wanted to reenact it on this show, but it would have been so boring. But I'm so excited about it. It's so tempting. Uh, it's basically about drug abuse, uh, sexism, giant worms, and uh, learning from your mistakes. That sounds great. That sounds like a roller coaster. It, it, it's it's like an entire season's worth of content in one 22-minute episode of Thundercats. It's It's incredible. Thanks for letting me get that out. I feel better now. You know, we clearly, Conrad and I have failed this week. Uh, utterly. Like, just devastatingly so. You think so? I, I did, did not cross my mind whatsoever. It was very entertaining, the things that you had to well, say. Well, we week. didn't make you any more famous. I don't want this show to be entertaining. I don't want it to be funny. Yeah, that's not why we're here. I don't want it to make people feel better about themselves. I want... I want to make you famous, for God's sake, Jonathan, at last. It's very hard. I'm very not good at it, and I'm not motivated either. Well, if you just put the things on when we asked you to and went to the damn Whole Foods. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen at this rate. I am, I'm a little bit sexier than I was a couple years ago. That's the only thing I can say I've done to improve my profile and uh, become more well-known, more recognizable and famous. I'm slightly better looking, I think, because I thought I was going to die, so I had to start exercising, and it kind of works. Exercising. Yeah, all right. Get you, Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great job. Yeah, the, yeah, whatever. Th yeah. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. You said it was Come Company. You said it was Come Company.